Welcome to Fixed Body Group's podcast. On our show, we speak about our lifestyle-based approach for permanent change. My name is Dr. Sean Robeck. Each week, we'll be helping you with better daily habits that will improve your health for a lifetime. We believe you must be proactive when it comes to taking care of yourself and others around you. Our current healthcare system is broken, and we help you navigate your journey to health independence. Today, we had Dr. Sam Wegg back on our show. He's our reoccurring guest where we speak all things wellness, and today was a conversation about gut health. Uh, that's a big buzzword, and we define what gut health actually means and what's a balance of bacteria that should be in our body. There's good bacteria and there's bad bacteria in our belly, and we talk about how you can enhance the good bacteria in your belly so our body can function optimally. Uh, very happy to have him on. Welcome back, Sam. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. It's always fun. So today we have a <laughs> we have a great topic. Uh, I think with our, I don't think, I know we have, we, ba- we uh, banter back and forth about gut health quite often. And it's one of the big, uh, it's one of, we have to focus on that to make sure that we can really purify our body. And so um, I want to get right into it and ask you a question, a uh, very simple question. Uh, what, is our, what does our gut consist of? Well, our gut consists of, I'll make it really simple, everything that, is involved in the process of taking food from entering your body to exiting your body. So our esophagus, as that food goes down uh, our throat and then into our stomach. And mostly we're going to talk about our large intestine, our small intestine, and our stomach, where our digestion takes place and our body takes in those nutrients. I think that one topic that confuses people is the discussion of what is good bacteria and how do I get rid of bad bacteria? And also ultimately how much bacteria is actually in our gut? Yeah. Um, this is pretty crazy. I, as I was doing some research on this recently, they say they're up to about two to four pounds of bacteria in our gut. And just like you said, there is good and bad bacteria. And so everybody knows we need good bacteria. You have to have bacteria to be able to break down the food that we put into our body. If we didn't have that, just the mechanical chewing is not enough. We wouldn't be able to get the nutrients. So we need that bacteria to break it down small enough so it can go in our bloodstream and get to where it needs to be. But that bad bacteria, think of that in that four pounds. Uh, I really don't like rats or mice personally. And when I saw that stat, the two to four pounds, I'm like, they're telling me I could have four pounds of good guys or four pounds of like little mice in there just doing harm. That really grossed me out. (laughs) That's a really good um, analogy. If that hits home for anyone, uh, there definitely is that good and bad bacteria. So we're going to talk today on how we can have more of the good and less of the whatever is scary for you that you don't want four pounds of. Right. And so we definitely, I mean, if I was a listener, I'd be like, how the hell can I make sure I don't have those billions and billions of little mice in our body that is basically eating us up from the inside? (laughs) Yeah. And how can we foster a nice environment for our for the good bacteria to thrive. So let's start with the, the fun stuff. How do we get rid of the bad, the bad guys? Um, getting rid of the bad guys is really not giving them fuel. There's some other things of not getting them there, but a lot of the decisions that we talk about with our restart clients or people that are trying to make a change in their life, change our health, it's let's stop putting in bad stuff first. Let's just eliminate those really bad habits, right? That's a lot easier to do. And one of the biggest ones is sugar. That fuels that bad bacteria, and that really keeps those going. Another one is alcohol, which I know a lot of people don't like to hear that, but 
when we have alcohol, that comes in and really destroys your good bacteria. So it's giving a lot of power to the bad bacteria. Um, alcohol itself has sugars in it as well. So really, a, what am I trying to say? A, a one-two punch or hitting it on two different angles on that one where you're losing. Um, yeah. Probably a, So eliminating some of these first, the bad things, stopping the sugar is one of the biggest things that we coach people on first. Right. I'm glad you brought, well, for one, we have a podcast on um, the good and bad of alcohol for listeners. Uh, if they want to source that, uh, we talk a bit of, in more detail about the, the effects of alcohol on our body as well as our gut. Uh, so, but that being said, I was on a restart phone call, which is basically a 15 minute free phone call where I can talk to anybody about their problem. So they have a chance to have a sounding board and have, get an idea of where they can go. And my last call with, with this gentleman, we talk, he was, he was, he brought up gut health. And so I took him down this path and said, help me understand what your daily habits are as far as what you take into your body. And we're not going to go into detail about this, but he, he, as he was going through half his day and he said, he stopped and he's like, you know, do I have to go any further? I already know I'm, I'm poisoning myself from within. And so <laughs> it was this self um, realization after him just talking it out and li listening to himself talk about what he was doing to himself and what he was literally doing was fueling those billions of nasty little creatures that are chewing us up from the inside out. And um, there's other ones that I think people might think, there are other daily habits that um, may not be favorable to us that, that people think are actually good for us. Let's say, for example, starchy vegetables. That can be challenging for our gut as well. Yeah, and we want to... Um taking the right type of vegetables there's certain things that don't get broken down and we want that to um, keep our bowel movements consistent to kind of clean our body on the inside we also want to make sure we're not introducing bacteria and some of those vegetables do carry um, a lot of bad bacteria on it so we want to be careful with that make sure that what we're putting in is actually the purpose of making us healthier and better so um, can you list uh, a few starchy vegetables to avoid or that we want to add? Uh, let's go avoid and then what we can replace with. So one of the biggest things, like when you're getting those big, some of the more leafy vegetables, actually like kale has been known to be one that does carry a lot of bacteria and a lot of um, pesticides, whether it's pesticides or different um, chemicals. So that can really foster bad bacteria for you. We don't want to have um, like those really simple, simple starches, sometimes like the potato that's going to break down and the sugar that can really fuel those bad bacteria if we already have that. Um, one thing I actually want to say before we get into more breaking these down is keep in mind that a lot of the things that we're going to go through, they're really case specific. Um, we've kind of touched on alcohol before. I talked about stopping that if you had an issue. Um, a lot of these things, if you have a problem or trying to heal from it, that's going to, we'll go through directly how to deal with it so as we break down some of these things that we can have we're not saying you can never eat these foods in your life but right. there are things that directly irritate your gut and that can create problems or that you might want to investigate if you're having gut problems right um so talking about things to add um one well, a really easy one that we can be conscious of is just adding some simple like spices to our food so like garlic turmeric ginger 
all of those are really good at eliminating bacteria. They're very antimicrobial, but they also help promote some of the good ones. So it's easy to kind of add some of those spices throughout your cooking. So it makes your life easy. We're not asking you to add this uh, crazy other step, but that's a simple one that people can add. When it comes to foods, um, if you are somebody that has gut problems and you've done some of your research and you're Googling, maybe you've heard the word polyphenols before, it'd be the same reason that you've been told that drinking red wine can be helpful for your gut. So um, grapes, red wines, they're rich in what are called polyphenols, and these feed the good bacteria. So when you can have almonds, onions, uh, blueberries, broccoli, those type of foods are really going to help and boost that. And uh, the reason I said making your recommendations specific is exactly this. If you already have a gut problem, getting this polyphenol help from the red wine is not going to be the best option because that alcohol is still going to have an impact on some of the good bacteria. So if you're someone, we have a healthy gut, you can afford that little bit of drop down from the negative impact of losing some good gut bacteria from what you're bolstering with the polyphenols. But if you're someone on the other end of that problem, you really have an issue we're trying to deal with. Let's get these sources from something else. Got it. How do you feel about grains and like wheat breads? Um, right back to that same thing, kind of specific for the person, but definitely one of the first ones where if we have an issue, we're going to work backwards from that. Like in our, when we work with people and we're trying to detoxify their system, which, um, gut health is a huge part of making sure their organs work. We want to eliminate sugar first. And then we usually do get rid of those processed sugars like we find in gluten or wheat bread. Um, some people are going to deal well with that. I'll say personally, um, my body does pretty well with carbs. I would say that I came from a background, like a running background. I was used to eating kind of a higher carb, but burning that off. I think your body becomes kind of adapted to that. It's probably other people that when they introduce grains, you don't do so well. So that can be a food that's definitely a high trigger. But again, we're looking at everyone as an individual. Um, and, uh, you know, there's testing that goes along with this. Obviously, we do food sensitivity testing. Uh, and, you know, one thing that we spoke about before, patients will oftentimes state, you know, they feel bloated or gassy after uh, after meals. And I think one good trick is, you know, eliminate these starchy vegetables for a period of time, maybe six weeks or so. Uh, maybe um, replenish them that or substitute that with leafy vegetables uh, and see if that makes an impact and is helpful for you. Uh, but there are certainly hacks that you can do to eliminate certain things to see if it makes a positive impact on you where you know that maybe that food is not right for you outside of doing food sensitivity testing. Yeah, for sure. Paying attention to how you feel after meals. Um, that's one of the first signs. If you always feel bloated or there's some type of bowel irregularity, either after you eat, you never go to the bathroom for a long time or you more immediately have to, you know, that's a telltale sign. There's something going on in the gut that we want to look at. That's right. The, um, you know, all these things that you're feeling, those are symptoms. These are the warning lights of your body. And these symptoms are telling you, I love what you're doing to me. That'd be lack of symptoms or you're killing me. I'm going to show you that you're killing me with this warning light. And you have, you can choose to either listen to it and do something about it 
or continue to make the same choices, which and over the long term can potentially lead into chronic illness or chronic disease, which leads into chronic pain. And so it's our, it's our job as our own, as our own body to take care of ourselves and to make sure we're paying attention to what our body's telling us and make changes accordingly. Right. Um, that's kind of a interesting segue. Something I had written down was like kind of the quotation of having an iron stomach. That's not necessarily a good thing. Right. If no matter what you put in your body, um, no matter how many layers of bacon or cheese or how stacked high that um, burger is, it doesn't affect you or make you feel bad or any change in your energy. That's more of a desensitize, desensitization to that than you having this like really strong, good stomach. Um, I hope that kind of makes sense. We talk about this with people going through our program is our goal is you should feel so good that if you introduce some of these foods again, you're kind of appalled by how you feel. And when your gut and your digestive tract is working how it should, you're actually taking in nutrients the way that you should. When we put in really poor food choices, you should feel bad. That's right. But if you don't feel that at all, it's like I can eat anything. It never makes it bad. And I'm not talking about like, oh, I can eat hot food and it doesn't bother me. That's a little different. I'm talking about, it does not matter. Like you could go eat fried food all day and feel no negative. That's a little bit more of a sign of you not, those warning signals not working right. That's so well said and hits home for me. I know going through college and grad school maybe a decade after grad school, I, I would say that often I can eat whatever I want. I have an iron stomach, nothing, nothing affects me. And ultimately I shut down my system to give me these warning signals because I was putting anything I wanted in my body, whether, you know, be fried food, barbecue food, alcohol, um, to the point where it's like, well, this guy's not paying attention. So we're not going to, we're not going to trigger this warning light. And now, um, I used to be 190. I'm currently about, you know, 175. So I have 15 pounds of garbage off me. That's including internal garbage. And now when I try to do what I did back then, as far as ingesting certain things, it's a significant impact on how I feel, which means my body's in tune. The lights are back on to let me know when I make, when I make a bad choice and I'm just more in line and in tune with um, how my body's functioning. So that's so well said. I'm glad you brought that up. I think what's so freeing about that. And you probably realize this when you go back to doing some of the activities you did before, because it's not to say that you couldn't have still had, high performance at those times in your life. But now when you go back to it and you're like, wow, this is just easy for me to do what I did before. And that's the difference of when we're fueling ourselves right for that type of, you know, performance, I'm air quoting, does not have to be stepping out under the lights, you know, football field or basketball court, whatever it is. Performance is just how our body functions through life. And when things can be easy, that's how we, how it should feel. It should feel easy for you to use your body to do those activities. And you probably notice that definitely 15 pounds lighter, like more energy. I'm sure you had more mental clarity and saw a lot of connections to that better gut health. Absolutely. And significantly less joint pain. Significantly from the previous injuries I've had from sports injuries or other issues and, and taking, removing that garbage. And I truly believe that, um, improving my gut health has helped me de-inflame to the point where my joints are less inflamed. And there's a long period of time where I ignored that and suffered as a result. 
I think I, you know, I, we um, keep, we keep throwing the word gut health around. And what I want to make sure we clarify is that gut health is, you know, ultimately that good balance of bacteria. So we're not going to always have just only great bacteria. We're going to obviously have bad bacteria inside of our body. It's, but it's that optimization and balancing of bacteria. So there is a healthy environment. And right. Do you want to we always it? have to have a little bit of contrast, right? right. <laughs> if there's no bad in the world, if there's no questions to be answered, no one would be listening to us right now. That's true. <laughs> but <laughs> someone's experiencing a couple of bad things and you're here to find some answers, which, um, you know, I hope we're breaking down for you. But it, think of that balance of the good and bad bacteria. When there is a little bit of bad, that little bit of contrast that we experience in our gut, that really helps our body prepare. So the good guys are even more prepared. Like, hey, we see this coming, let's get prepared. But when you put these bad things in, such as when we do drink alcohol, and that really limits and eliminates a lot of those good guys, when you put in food that requires, uh, or sorry, you're putting in food that's bringing bacteria, you're giving those bad guys way more fuel, and you're tipping that scale. And then that's going to spill into everything else. We talk a lot about fueling our body, you know, like a sports car, like a whatever vehicle you like, and the gas station, right? But... When else do you fuel up your body? When you put in that fuel, that is for everything. It's not just making you walk or run or like propelling you through life. Right. You don't later be like, oh, no, I need to go to the joint fuel up place so I can lubricate all my joints so those work. Oh, need to go get some brain fuel so my brain works right. right. That fuel that you put in, what you ingest, is meant to do all of those things. To help your skin, your hair, how, you func- how your brain functions, how you focus. So like you learned, being 15 pounds lighter, probably changing that entire biome, it's like by putting in the right fuel, you completely rechanged the army inside of you and what operations is carrying out. That's right. Um, you are the master of analogies, and I love when you throw those out. Um, you may have a, another one coming up, but when you, you mentioned earlier that, um, that these good bacteria fight off other bacteria and so an infection. And so I'm going to have throw out a leading, leading question here. Um, we talk about this a lot, but, uh, is our gut part of our immune system? That was such a poor leading question. <laughs> talk about scripted. So. Yeah. Well, let me think, um, you know, our, our gut one is a massive part. And one thing that we haven't talked about so much on this exact podcast is your what is going on uh, back to that analogy of the army, right? And tipping that balance of good and bad. Well, when you have a little bit of bad and that army is like, Hey, we don't want this to happen. So let's um, be ready for this coming attack, so to speak. That's releasing hormones in your body. That is um, regulating a lot of different things, maybe burning some more fat or helping build muscle. It's making those corrections. So when that balance is way off and it's only bad guys, we can't do that. Right. You cannot control your hormones um, when the hormones play a huge factor in our ability to fight off sickness or really deal with anything. Um, I love the army references, but I think it just makes it easy for people to think of that gut health. That's really what it is. And that good army fighting for you because your immunity is really your resilience to deal with anything. Right. Um, and all those factors wear us down, you know, stresses in life, uh, what's going on, what physically, the way that we stress our body. And then when we put inside of it chemically and our immunity ultimately is our resilience to all of those things. Yep. 
the um, another restart call. Um, this was actually a funny conversation. Uh, you know, all all this woman cared about was immunity. Uh, she's worried about COVID. Um, she was in her seventies, and 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 we uh, we talked about all I said was, "What are you putting into your stomach that's shutting down your immune system?" And again, went through that process of what she's consuming that may be shutting this process down, where she's unable to fight off pathogens, and would put her body and her and her and her health at risk as a result of her unknowingly ingest things that are quote unquote poisoning her. And I think it comes down to misinformation where people don't realize what they're doing to themselves is compromising their body and their immune system and basically how their body functions. Uh, so right. with that misinformation, it's not their fault is, but hopefully they're listening to this podcast so they have the right information or at least they know where to go to find more information. Yeah. It's, it's of no one's fault. <laughs> There's a lot of, there's a lot of power out there to put certain messages in a certain way. And, um, you know, we're here. Our whole purpose is to help people understand kind of the habits that they can use to bridge the gap and get to where they want to be. But kind of referencing back to that call and what she had said, like she just cared about immunity. I think we see this a lot where people care about one factor right. of health. And unfortunately, we can't pick and choose. And I had written this down because just like with gut health, you can't pick and choose certain parts. Like if we need to heal our gut, I'm sorry, we have to take some time off sugar. We have to go off alcohol. We have to allow time for it to heal. You can't pick and choose and say, well, I'm going to do this and this. Well, it's not going to happen. Um, so for her to say, I just care about immunity, being like me looking at my vehicle and just only caring about my tires and just being like, you know, I really, it's important to me. I don't want to get a flat. Right. And if you said, you know, your engine is a little bit important, and also, like, we need to have a frame to the vehicle so you can get somewhere because <laughs> like, these tires are not serving you. Right. And that's how our health is, too. It has to all work together. And every piece is really important, but they're really kind of useless without the other one. You know, that's right. If it was your birthday and I said, I got you a car, but I just got you tires. <laughs> wouldn't be that, you wouldn't be that bumped. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that when you're, when, when you say what other things are there, we're talking a lot about uh, nutrition and put what we're putting into our body, but there's, you know, we have to focus on fitness, our hormones, detoxification, and you have to have that right person supporting you like a coach or a mentor to make sure you keep all those pieces together. And I think that's what we do really well at fixed body group and with our restart program. The, um, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say that a huge part of it is it's looking at how those pieces play together um, for you individually, because just like we said, and hopefully it wasn't confusing, but there's so many pieces when it comes to gut health that are really dependent on you already as a person, where you're at right now, and then what is our goal? So it has to be customized to you, and that's what we really uh, help you find the right the right fit to kind of get past where you are to get where you want to be, because that's right. That's I can tell you every single time that you and I talk, we both do some research on these topics and it's amazing to just to see what's out there for information. And even as a provider to sort through sometimes is really hard. That's right. And the first thing you're going to get when you start to research, you're going to get marketing ads for probiotics and you're going to find yep. a lot <laughs> and you're going to be overwhelmed and it's uh, and then they're just selling you new tires. <laughs> it's just a new tire. You can yeah. You're not gonna. You can't heal your gut by taking one uh, uh, probiotic at night. It's just not gonna happen. You have to make lifestyle changes and make sure you give those probi probiotics a chance to work. 
So you have to go through a phase of cleaning yourself out. So these supplements you're taking can actually do something for you. Uh, we, you know, we've, we're not going to get into probiotics and prebiotics on this, on this show. We've talked about it in other podcasts. Uh, but one thing I do want to get into, um, before we go, we have about four or five minutes left is how the gut affects our brain. A lot of our clients will come to us saying I have brain fog. I used to be able to multitask. I can no longer, um, I want to get back to that, how my brain used to function. Uh, and it's actually creates a lot of irritability and fatigue for me. And, um, I'll let you go into, uh, into your mode of your feelings about gut health and how the brain works. Yeah. Um, so the, the first thing, try to keep it simple, the analogy of that resilience, right? Our own, our own personal army. So when we're putting bad things into our body and that's requiring a lot more work to deal with those things, that just takes away from our overall resilience. So now even simple things become a little bit harder. That's kind of a little bit of the, the brain fog. The other thing with the brain fog is our body can function on a couple different types of fuel. And we want to make sure it's functioning on something that's really efficient for it. Um, and if we're putting in really uh, you know, a lot of simple carbohydrates that our body burns through really fast, and a lot of people are probably familiar with if you feel like you have to snack all the time or you get headaches all the time, your body's really used to running on that fuel. Right. Then it's not going to feel really clear. So we need to go through and get some, uh, reduce the inflammation and think of uh, your brain as it is this super highway of information. Both that highway has a lot of traffic and there's a lot of accidents that have never been dealt with and the roads have never been, no upkeep. Right. There's things that we can do to reduce the traffic so you can have your thoughts flow as they should and feel like you have those connections. As like as you were saying, uh, function like your brain used to. Mm-hmm. Um, so cleaning up the diet, getting rid of the inflammation is a part of that. There's a very direct connection via one of the major nerves in our body from our gut to our brain. So when we're putting in bad food that has bad bacteria, those infections or viruses can actually ride that nerve right up to our brain. And in more recent research, they've actually started to link like Alzheimer's or some of these conditions like dementia to more poor gut health. Now, Sean shared before from personal experience how sugar has led to really bad um, neurodegenerative conditions. Yeah. Uh, one thing I want to share and, and spinning this back around on me once again, when I, um, when I went from not, uh, 190 pounds to um, 175, I regained the function of how my brain used to be. Uh, and it was remarkable of the clarity after I removed all the stuff that my body was fighting and then could actually do what it was designed to do. And the first thing I noticed was my, the clarity of my brain and my ability to quote unquote multitask. Uh, so I'm never going back to that state again. I love the way I'm feeling right now. I love the way my brain works right now and how my body feels and how my joints don't ache and hurt all day like they once did. And I, I really attribute that not only to taking care of the structure of my body, but taking care of my internal gut health. I uh, do you yeah. think that, and, go ahead. Uh, oh, part, I was just going to, I wanted to add to bring this a little more full circle for people because I'm happy we're talking about the brain, but think of even your teeth. Um, this is taking us years and years to have a full understanding of gut health and how the, it's very complex, like interrelation. But maybe this will help people understand a bit more. Something as simple as your dental hygiene. If I'm not brushing my teeth, flossing, mouthwash, stuff like that, and bacteria is really building up, think of now every time you eat food, it's like you have one of those annoying people handing out flyers in your mouth. 
to all that food that's like, hey, I got this. Hey, this is going on. Hey, sign up for this. Hey, sign up for this. And a couple of those food, they're just too nice, and they take it. And then they bring it down in your gut, and now you have all those crap flyers hanging around. And that is kind of how it leads to that bad bacteria making its way down. Yep. So brushing your teeth, not just for that white, pretty smile, but keeping your gut healthy by, again, like first place, your army can do some defense, right? That's right. I know that this show is very educational. I'm looking at my producer, Mikey, here, and he's nodding his head quite a bit. So I know he learned something. Uh, so, Sam, thank you once again for being on. We'll do this again soon. I can't wait. All right. Take care. Talk Have to you soon. Day.